When I was thinking about talking to you all about welcoming, I thought about two things. One was the amazing youth community that I was privileged to be a part of last summer. And the other was when I was a child and our family got invited to Seder's. Now, we weren't Jewish, but we were privileged to be invited into someone else's ritual. And the most visceral part for me of a Seder was Elijah. Because our friends would leave an empty seat and they would set a place in the hope that this prophet would return. And they would prop the door open during the Seder. Now, I was a skinny kid, and Easter time, Passover time, was not usually that warm. So I would shiver through the dinner. It was visceral. I remember the wind blowing through the dining room better than I remember the ritual food and the ritual questions. And I remember that it was more important to leave room for possibility to leave room for another guest than it was to be comfortable. That all came back to me last summer when I was staffing a youth leadership camp called Goldmine in Pennsylvania. When we started, the youth staff were laying some groundwork and helping the participants to build a covenant. This was really important because we only had a week together to get a solid, healthy, supportive, inclusive community going. And so they shared a couple of phrases from youth covenants in their home congregations. I think youth have a great sense of humor about language. Two of their phrases really struck, stuck with me. And both of them were about this quality of welcoming and of making sure that we remember. It's not easy. We have work to do to stay inclusive. The first phrase was about romantic attraction and keeping the group from fracturing into pairs. They say, no intent to arouse. <laughs> Everyone's expected to keep their focus on the group as a whole and not 
on sexual attraction to any one person. I was really impressed with their ability to be explicit. I think this grows out of our whole lives programs where we teach kids that honesty about sexuality is not taboo. Ay, ay, ay. What a thing we do, huh? <laughs> we have these conversations about healthy boundaries and values. And then the second phrase that they shared is the one I really want to dig into today. And it's even broader. It's that same expression of the impulse to inclusion. The other thing they said was, croissant, not donut. Now, we've talked a lot about circles this morning. Nature loves to create circles. They're easy. They have the least surface area. People like to think about circles, though, as encompassing, as all-inclusive, and not everyone finds them that way. People who live on the margins can find that a circle shuts them out. People who are new to a youth community can find that that great, solid, group of youth who've known each other a long time and sit in a circle, if they're new, they can find it hard to break in. They can find that they're on the outside and the other group is on the inside. A donut's like that. Sweet as it is, it's closed. Just like a group can be closed. So these youth were reminding us all week long that in order to be inclusive, we have to work at it. The phrase that we used earlier in our, our call to worship, they turned into a chant. They would say, who's outside the circle of love? And they would march around the room making a conga line <laughs> and getting everybody on. And I watched them over the course of a week build worship spaces where on the first night 
They had to drag some chairs in to make sure that the space became accessible. Two, in the middle of the week, checking in with people to see if they could handle the walk that they had planned. To the final worship where there was a semicircle of chairs. Everyone could sit. Everyone was on the same level that night. So, part of what these youth were trying to teach was not just how to build that community in that moment, but also how to keep any community vibrant and growing. Youth groups always have people graduating and leaving, and people aging up and in. And they have to find ways to continually make sure that people are included. And so the older youth were setting this example. They meant croissant, not donut, literally. They held an extra open space at the dining table. And in fact, they made sure that the dining table was shaped like a U. They made those extra spaces in worship. They made space in the queer caucus meeting. They said, or if you're questioning, come on. They wanted Elijah. And it was okay if Elijah had green hair. It was okay if Elijah had really smelly socks. It was okay if Elijah made complaints a little more loudly than we were used to. When we gathered, it had to have an open space, like a croissant. That space allows people in, just like the people that we honored today found their way in. There was space open for them, and they stepped forward into it. And today, there are new people among us, and we need to make sure there's space open for them and for the people not here yet, just as they need to be willing to step in. So can we take a page? from the Youth Covenant, or just a fresh read of our own. Would you please join me in reading our covenant one more time from the back of our order of service? In covenant with one another and all we hold sacred, we answer the call of love welcoming all people into the celebration of life, searching for truth and meaning, and striving for justice and compassion to nourish and serve each other, our community, and our world. En convenio mutuo y con todo lo que consideramos sagrado, 
respondiendo al llamado del amor. Invitamos a todos a la celebración de la vida. Buscamos la verdad y el sentido del ser. Y nos esforzamos para alcanzar la justicia y la compasión. Para apoyarnos y servirnos mutuamente a nuestra comunidad y a nuestro mundo. Our covenant calls us not just to celebration and love, but to striving and serving and welcoming. It calls us to nourish each other. It calls us to work. If we want to be faithful to our own covenant, the one that calls us, te invitamos a todos, welcoming all people. We have to be willing to prop the door open and set a place for a person who has not RSVP'd and let a little chilly wind wash over us while we eat. We have to be willing to serve in order to truly welcome. We have to put extra chairs out. We have to make extra food. We have to stretch that extra mile to remember to say they instead of he or she. We have to pull ourselves out of our comfort zone in that busy, busy coffee hour and say, hi, we haven't met. What brought you here today? We have to listen to the new idea. We have to bolster it. We have to say, that's a cool idea. What would it take to get that done? We have to remember that some people are shy and process more slowly and find structures in our meetings that help every person participate. We gotta find those ways to hold open the door. So living into croissant, not donut, is not the most comfortable thing. We don't get to sit all warm in a closed off space, maybe with a closed off mind, closed off heart. We need to sit a little on the edge of our seat, maybe even shivering, but open, open to the mystery, open to something new and strange, open to another person, open to sharing our faith and our community with someone who needs us. We can stretch our hearts, and we can take a little shivering for that. No problem. We're New Englanders. So like my mother would have said, go forth and put on a sweater. <laughs>